0: John the Baptist pointed to Jesus behold the Lamb of God he said to his disciples and this was quite a statement in itself that title Lamb of God given by John the Baptist was loaded with meaning it implied purification the Lamb of God would purify Israel from all its sins in the Old Testament it implied redemption. The blood of the lamb had saved Israel from the death of the firstborn in Egypt. It implied nurturing, for it was a lamb that the Israelites had ate before fleeing Egypt while celebrating the Passover. It implied freedom so, and more. So it had all these resonances, and no wonder John and Andrew, two of John the Baptist's disciples, followed Jesus once they heard that. But they follow him at a distance. They wanted to see who he was. They wanted to check him out, but they were not, they were not sure yet. So they follow him. They took a safe distance, so to say. And Jesus noticed them and, turning around, asked them, what are you looking for? What a question. It is also, I think, loaded with many meanings, with many layers. What are you looking for? As if asking, what are you craving? What is your heart seeking? Are you looking for purpose, for hope? Are you looking for strength? Are you looking for love, light, joy? So let the Lord ask you this question tonight. What are you looking for? Why are you here at mass? What do you want from Jesus? What do you expect from him? I think it's an important question. You don't want to be like the beggar who met Alexander the Great. You, you might have heard this story. The story is told that Alexander the Great one day upon heading home from a victorious battle, his caravan came upon a beggar by the roadside who asked for a copper coin. So initially a soldier sent him away, dismissed him. But Alexander intervened and asked the soldier what the poor man wanted. And the man said, for himself, I want a copper coin. So Alexander grabbed a bag of golden coins and offered that back to the man. So the soldier was surprised by this gift and commented, Sir, a copper coin would have been enough. That would have met the beggar's need and desire. Why did you give him gold? And Alexander responded, a copper coin would suit the beggar's need, but gold coins suit Alexander's giving. I give as Alexander the Great. And We don't want to be like that beggar tonight, asking for copper coins or expecting copper coins, small things. We want to open our heart and expect for what Jesus has to offer. So if we are here at Mass, we are people of faith for sure. And this is an opportunity to encounter the Lord, to ask for more holiness, deeper love, Clear purpose, strength to carry the cross. It is a high point of the week. We have seven days in, in in our week, and this is a high point. It's the Sunday Mass. When we are going to receive the Lord in our bodies, when we are listening to His words, when the Lord has something to offer, and He's asking us this question what are you looking for? Why did you come to Mass? And we want to be open to that and ready to receive. John and Andrew's answer to Jesus wasn't the best, I think. It was a little silly. Instead of responding about what they were looking for, they asked Jesus a question in their turn. They said, where do you live? It seems as if they were asking for an address or something like that. Where do you live? What is that? But Jesus did not despise that question. He said, OK, come and see. Come with me. And this encounter for them was so important that, as we know, John wrote many, many years later that it was at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. He remembered that detail that tells us about the importance of, of that event for their lives. And we can think what what happened that day, what they were talking about. We don't really know, the gospel doesn't say, but we can guess that it had to do precisely with what they were looking for. Because they wanted to know about the kingdom of God and when God was going to free Israel and how this liberation was to be accomplished. They probably went beyond political matters as well and they spoke about, purification of hearts, liberation from sin, holiness. They might have spoken about the law and the need for an internal renewal to practice the law. They might have spoken about serving God with their lives. After all, they were looking for purpose, orientation, meaning they were disciples of John the Baptist. So these were not superficial, frivolous men. They were people who were looking for something meaningful. But it wasn't only the topic of discussion that was most impressive for them, I think, but the tone of that conversation, the authenticity of that connection that happened that evening between them and Jesus. Jesus responded with to their questions with authority, with love, with wisdom. And the fact is that they left that conversation With a clear certainty, we have found the Messiah. And notice that it wasn't a miracle that convinced them. Otherwise, we would have known. The gospel would have told us that, you know, the multiplication of bread or changing water into wine, it wasn't that in this occasion. It was the death of a human encounter through which they could perceive something of God. Whenever we have a deep, honest, and loving conversation with someone, God is at work. And why is that? Well, because we are people of faith. God is within us. So he shines through whenever we connect with someone. Even if the discussion is not religious per se. Whenever that happens, the Lord that is within us makes his way through us to someone else, or it could happen the other way around as well. But human connection is not to be taken for granted, because often we stay at a small talk level, so to say, and this is okay, we need that to carry on our life, but once in a while we need to create the opportunity for this type of heart-to-heart connection in which we can discuss things like, what are we looking for? And this applies to family life, friendships, community. It even applies to workplaces, eventually, or to random places. When you go into a plane, for example, you might be sitting with someone else, and you might have this type of encounter, heart to heart, if you're open to that. What can we do? for this to happen more often in our lives the first step is to want it to want to go out of my own concerns out of myself out of my own worries out of my own you know my own thoughts and to establish this connection for the sake of the other not for my own sake and this is not to be taken for granted either and if you don't want then you can ask the Lord, Lord, change my heart. Help me to be more open to others so that this type of encounter, this type of connection can really happen. The second step for this connection and also for one-on-one evangelization, the second step is to listen, to be quiet, to invest time and interest in the one who is before me or at my side and to connect to really listen with real and authentic interest and an easy way in my experience to do this to listen is to raise good questions In my experience people become defensive when they perceive that questions are raised for the sake of manipulation or information gathering but when they perceive that that those questions come from an open and interest, a real interest, they they become open and vulnerable. And real connection happens because they see that this is for the sake of knowing them better and having a heart-to-heart conversation. And you never know what God can do with that. As as, as we repeat often, Newman used to use this expression, cor ad cor loquitur, heart speaks to the heart. The heart of God speaks to the heart of human beings, of our hearts. And our hearts also speak to someone else's heart. And when this happens, the Lord can shine uh, through in a powerful way. Families are built, are strengthened, communities are strengthened, friendships are strengthened, and the Lord is able to perform his work in us. Okay, so to wrap it up, Tonight, the Lord wants to connect with us, with each one of us. He's raising up an important question. What are you looking for? And he's not so interested in small talk with us. So let's take, take some time throughout this week to ask, to listen to that question from the Lord and to respond to him. What are you looking for me to let him know but I really want and need from him and to beg, to ask. And you will probably listen, come and see. come closer. I will walk with you. So to connect with him, he wants to connect with us. And tonight, he's also sending us to connect with others. Just as he wants to connect with us, he wants us to turn around and connect with others as well. He's sending you on a mission to establish this connection with someone else. And when that happens, something amazing happens because God is within you. So Andrew connected with the Lord, or the Lord connected with him. And then he turned around and he found Peter. And he said, come and see, we have found the Messiah. And then Peter went and Jesus connected with Peter, so much so that he even changed his name. So something similar happens with us. We connect with someone, and the Lord can shine through. And the mission is established. The the bridge is established. Look around. Look around you. See to whom the Lord might be sending you. And then be intentional about it.